Now we gathered here on the university at this time, this particular time, to listen to the 36 black notes of the piano. There's 36 black notes and 52 white notes. We don't mean to eliminate nothing, but we're gonna just hear the black notes at this time, if you don't mind. You're listening to Black Girl from Eugene with Aisha. Okay. It's just now been, we're on air. Thank you. Hi. Yeah, thank Sorry. You. It's just been a relief to me, honestly, to have people coming towards me to speak about these issues because I feel like I've spent a lot of my life trying to talk to people about it, white people, and not getting anywhere. Like, I mean, I've had a lot of good conversations, but so many where I tried to bring things up and I, they just don't want to talk about it or all kinds of representations of white fragility showed up. So, like... Um, even if the so the things that I've gotten in the yeah, last give them couple an example weeks, of this because I think people yeah. say it and they don't know that they're being fragile or that right. they're being in that space. They're like, I'm just talking. It's like right. Oh, okay, so, so like I don't think that people really understand what they're what they're doing when right. they do it. So give some examples of how that came across because I, you know, I don't want to sound like you know the picky black person here right. um, for people to that get it. I I don't want to. I want it to be clear what it, I, it sounds like to me that it was the same thing over and over again, and people keep presenting themselves in this yeah. way that they just aren't connecting right their behavior right. to their privilege. To their perspective, yes. like they're not all connecting together. Yeah, so like there's just, I feel like from what I could see, there are some underlying beliefs that were unexamined that are manifesting themselves in the way that racism is talked about. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I mean, I could talk about specific things that were said, but I also just think, yeah, I don't know how much I want to get into that because I, yeah. I feel like some of it would just be feeding into those beliefs that are unhelpful. Right, <laughs> but, right. <laughs> I mean, there was a, a factor of, like, uh, pointing out that what you are saying in your podcast doesn't represent all black people, which is something that you've said directly in yeah. your podcast. So it's, like, maybe not... It's showing that they're not listening to what's actually being said and well, instead just bringing up... Yeah, well, I think that one the thing that when you were telling me about it, mm-hmm. the thing that caught my eye, what caught my attention yeah. was that, like... In the whole scheme of things, um, to say, like, well, it's not all black people, mm-hmm. that's another excuse to not understand it. Right. As, as if I'm not relevant. As if what right. my, this experience that we're living here is right. not relevant. And um, as if we're saying that, like, or anybody that's speaking up about this is assuming that. Right. Like, it's not, not about that. <laughs> yeah. We're not competing. Right. Know, and we're not comparing. And I want people to understand that, like, um, if I'm saying my truth here in this space, uh, about a thousand other people believe the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's not actually something that um, I'm even trying to quantify or qualify. Right. And I don't want to take the time here to have that discussion yeah. about m- my purpose and in, in why I do what I do, because I've done that yeah. a thousand times over. But I want people to understand who are listening to this about uh, the black experience across the United States. Obviously, there's cultural differences, mm-hmm. just like white folks. Right. White folks from the South aren't the same for the white folks from the Northwest or Northeast. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, black folks aren't the same either culturally. Like, right. I'm culturally more white here mm-hmm. because I live in a white culture, right. right? But living in the United States as a black person is universal. The, the, the issues that we have, um, we can go across the board mm-hmm. and be universal. And that is where... Um, when we have the universal conversation of privilege and um, of and 
fragility. Right. It, it, it doesn't matter where you are. If right. you're within these borders of the United States, it's all the same. Right. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? So I, that's what I want people to understand. Like, I always talk about, like, inclusive, inclusivity being um, very much like an idea mm-hmm. and super not a reality right. because if it was a reality you wouldn't have shows like this yes where we can actually talk about our truth right where, where things it's that we actually can't say to throw around right yeah. it's super a term it's right. just a term like right. nobody's actually doing the work to be mm-hmm. inclusive and um, yeah that's like what you were saying earlier that I wanted to bring up too about white faces representing African culture and African dance on stage mm-hmm. where people are talking about inclusion but then when it's actually coming into practice that's not happening like right. you're saying right now. It's true. But yeah, like I wanted to actually hear from you about um how that what how that impacts you as a black person seeing white people performing African dance <laughs> if you're willing to go there. I'm on the radio, you cannot see my face. <laughs> but you can see my face on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Um no, it's it's <laughs> And on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So, um, okay. So this is the thing. I I brought this up the last time we talked about it. And I had this discussion with my dad. And he was like, you wouldn't be so bothered if they were good. Mm -hmm. Right? And I was like, you know, maybe. But there's a bigger picture to this. It's like we all scream representation matters. We're like, representation matters. We got to get the black doll with the curly hair. And we got to get the, like, the African doll Mm -hmm. with the tribal stuff on. And we have to do all this stuff. And we make sure there's native dolls and, like, indigenous and... And then when it comes down to representing their culture, we got white women and men mm-hmm. performing. Right. Like, and so when you talk about representation, like I, because I've been involved directly, I know the difference, mm-hmm. right? And I know that the people I've worked with, the Africans um, from different countries in Africa, um, have their reasons of why they, they do that. And right. generally it's financial. Mm-hmm. And they also defend themselves saying it's not even African culture that we're showing. However... We don't know that. Right. And it's and when you come to the United States and you see African men and you see the drums and you see the, the dances that we've mm-hmm. never seen and we just automatically go, this is what the culture is. Mm-hmm. And most people who have traveled back and forth will say, actually, it's really not right. that. We don't know that. Right. So the representation that's being shown is is irresponsible mm-hmm. and it's dangerous. And it really shows um, a, a power struggle and a power dynamic within a culture that black folks are trying to understand right. as a linkage to our past. Right. It doesn't mean that yeah, we even have that a piece is important. Right. It's <clears throat> like we, we don't we don't collectively know exactly where we come from that way. Right. But we do know it's from Africa and we right. do know the countries there resonate mm-hmm. within our bodies. And we do know we have that to claim. Right. Like, it's complicated when you when white folks want to bring in the power dynamic of like well the Africans said that we could mm-hmm. when the Africans are not um, playing within the dy- the racial dynamic in which we are here in the United States right. culturally they are different mm-hmm. culturally they're not black right. American black yeah. you know um, and I don't think American blacks are trying to be culturally African mm-hmm. I think that we are trying to um, to gravitate towards something that resonates with our past, with our right. historical context, right? right? Yeah. Um, and I think the blockage of having white folks have the access due to financial gain, due to just the, the lack of, of taking the time to find people who are brown, mm-hmm. who will do the dances, who can do the dances, who are interested in it. Right. Um, but they just want to quickly have that, oh, we want to, we want to, we want to appreciate your culture. Mm-hmm. We're just appreciating it. We just love right. it so much. We just want to make sure everyone can see it. Right. No matter how it looks. Right. Like no matter what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's damaging on yeah. so many levels, spiritually, um, you know, mentally, physically. It just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And you are and 
to be a white person in the United States and to try to separate uh, Africans and black folks and knowing that on the surface, unfortunately, when you're representing, you're taking, when you're representing that culture and you're taking it here, you're still working, you're still working within this context, within the United States context, racial context. You're a white woman and you know what's here, yeah. right? So then, but you're going to reach over to Africa and go, well, this is different. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to bring it over here like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Right. Africans will come over here and say, oh, we're not black. You're not black. And mm-hmm. we understand that you're not black. Right. But when that police car drives us up, pulls us over, you're as black as I am. Mm-hmm. So that racial dynamic is still in play when they're up on stage right. dressed in African garb, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, some, some rendition of it. Mm-hmm. And dancing their dances. Right. When, and then there's black women in the crowd who could do the same thing, who right. are being looked over right. by those white women. Right. I'm not talking about the Africans who are looking them over because that's a whole nother conversation mm-hmm. about their financial need and mm-hmm. what they are doing uh, for their culture and for, not for their culture, but for their families right. and why they prefer to use white women in those scenarios uh, versus black. And I'm saying prefer, I'm not an African man, I'm not an African teacher. Um, their choices. I know, I know plenty. Actually, I know two or three African teachers who, who have talked to me personally and was like, I would much rather it be a dance full dance floor full of black women. Yeah. But they're not here right. and they're not interested. Right. And I don't. I mean, that could be true. They go back to the East Coast and they're dancing. They will prefer black women to do the dancing. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying when I'm here and I'm looking at it. That's what I'm feeling. I'm right. feeling like, could we do better? Right. That's what I wanted to know. What yeah. are we representing here? What does that look like? Right. What is this? You right. know? Right. <laughs> what is this? Right. And to, to talk to my dad about like whether they're talented or not, it may not hurt as much because it's like, wow, maybe they studied. Mm-hmm. You know? Maybe they did the work. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. You know, that, that feels a little better. You know what I mean? It's right. Like, but it's a whole stage full of right. white not, women. We're not just talking about one white person. We're talking about everyone on stage almost. Right. You got white. a token you got a token African yeah. here and there who plays the drums, who keeps right. the rhythm, who keeps it, you know, together. Right. And but the rest is all white. I don't know. Yeah. You know? I don't either. And I see and I know black I mean white musicians my ex-husband to be one of them mm-hmm. is extremely talented. Right. You know, and Africans will choose him over, over other Africans. You know what I mean? Because he studies right. so right. hard. And he's not, and he had the talent of the drummer, period. And then he was interested in being a good drummer. You right. know what I mean? Um, but even then, he's not invested in the culture. Right. You know what I yes. mean? Like, he's not even invested in the right. culture. And he... It's a musical thing. It's just playing music. Yeah. So that's, that goes to our conversation about appreciation right. and appropriation. That's what I was thinking about. Right. Things. So where were you going to go with that? Well, okay. So yeah, back to the DMs and emails that I've gotten. Something that came up that regards, or is in regards to that, was talking about cultural appreciation um, where I had somebody tell me that because I've studied African dance and music for so much of my life, that it's my culture. And I just wanted to say right now, <laughs> that is not how I feel. Yeah. I just feel like that doesn't translate for me. It doesn't have to belong to me in any way. I don't have to have a claim to it or capitalize off of it by teaching it. None of that feels in integrity to me. Right. So like no matter how much time I devoted to it or how much I feel a deep connection to it internally, it's still not mine and mm-hmm. I'm not here to take anything. All I want is to enjoy it in a respectful way. So if what I'm you, allowed to. So and, what do you say to the people who are like I am trying to like if we didn't do it it wouldn't be here. 
That part, yes. So uh, I've thought about that comment a lot, honestly, because I've heard it. Uh, I mean, that's that's what happened yes. in the Pacific Northwest. Like, there's no black people here. And there's no Africans. There's no. What, what, no. We, what will we do? <laughs> we have to bring short it. Short answer: No, you don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think like if you think it needs to be here, then bring an African person here or bring black people here who know it and want to share it. Right. And and pay sure, them. Make sure they get paid. And yeah, just create uh, the opportunities that don't exist here for black people and African people to share that culture in a good way. Like, I don't think that there's any place for white people to be stepping into that uh, role, honestly, as as transmitting that culture, because it's not ours and... White people have already taken so much from yeah. Africa and continue to. I even have an issue sometimes with the idea, like, we have people here who, like, sponsor right. um, Africans that come well, through. Well, yeah, you better not be making money off that yourself. Right. I left that part out. Yes. It all needs to go to the artist. That's it. All of it, 100%. Yeah. Um, and the the issue of being, like, that I feel like what folks, what white folks have struggled with is the control part of this. Mm -hmm. It's like you can have the opportunity and let people, uh, Africans, black folks, whoever, um, come through here. And you can be that that point, right? But for you to, like, control who sees them, where they're seen, how much they're being paid, it has to go directly... they're not incapable right, of doing exactly. their own work, their own artistry. Right. And having that control over it is just another another form of of just not letting go of right. and, and not giving into the appreciation, mm-hmm. but leaning more into the appropriation part. Right, and identifying with it somehow as if you you are part of it. Have this ownership. Not, yeah, have ownership. And that's, yeah, that's just... And I think why, I think people have a hard time with like, well, how do I help? Like, how do I, mm-hmm. I love the culture so much and I just want to bring it here and I just want to be that, those people who are like, who, who they, so they know that it's open and free here. Um, I think that's confusing for people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I think that, you know, we don't, black folks come in here and they don't want to navigate this place. It's very, it's, right. it comes off as toxic immediately. Right. Um, right. It comes off as very, very, a place that's super unsafe. So yeah, having someone help you navigate through and find out what, where can you perform? What's going to get you the biggest um, crowds? Mm-hmm. Managing in that way is is one thing, but controlling the, and controlling how it gets done and where it gets done and mm-hmm. continually to do so um, and to make sure that when they want to bring friends in, it goes through you. No, right. no, you've right. you've shown them the way. Now let go. Right, they can do it now. Yep. Like we can get it done. Showing us the way. Thank you. You did your part. Right. And now, and now, now you can enjoy. Right now, you can appreciate right. because now you have no part in it. Yeah, you you know what I'm saying. And you are yeah. not you're not benefiting from it in any way except for to watch it go down in the mm-hmm. most natural state that it can. Right. And def- and if you want to to help defend it, having its own space. Right. That's the whole thing. I don't know what it is about folks who white folks who want to have their name on it too. Um, the appropriation part where I think that people get confused with the appreciation is that mm-hmm. I think it's really simple. Um, this is one simple, simple key for me. Yeah. Like there's a lot of, it's not simple, but there's a lot of like intertwining, you know, stuff that yeah. happens. Yeah. But I think if you are benefiting <laughs> monetarily, yes. you are appropriating it. Right. Right. That's it. Yeah. I mean, Period. it's real simple. Yeah. If you are benefiting, mm-hmm. 
you know, and that means in monetarily is how I always look at it, right. but it's really benefiting in lots of ways. Right. It can be fame. It can be notoriety. Yes. It can be, you know, publicity. It can yep. be... Um, Just cultural approval or societal approval. Societal approval. Because that, okay, so yeah, I was thinking about this in regards to black hairstyles, like natural I black hairstyles. Go, yes. And how right now, in this moment, there are some laws trying to be passed so that black people are not discriminated against for wearing their natural hair in right. the workplace and at school. Yeah. That's right now happening. Yeah. So then if white people are wearing cornrows and then getting attention for it and being seen as like stylish or edgy and they have no problems there's no discrimination happening no. that's unfair that's theft cultural theft is that's the way appropriation that I'm it. Yeah. yeah so that part for me seems really obvious as well although i don't think that it is i mean it's not it's not obvious <laughs> i don't think for it people. is but like now when i think about it that way though like that's how i'm trying to break it down in conversation i feel like because also looking at indigenous people of this country right like, like we were talking about before, there's this historical, I mean, black people too, it's a a violent historical context right. that you have to take into account with these things like like um, Native American boarding schools where they cut their hair and wouldn't allow them to burn their, their lips. religion. Yeah. Yep. Not with their religion, but their sacred ceremonies. Practices, yeah, yeah. And ceremonies, yeah. Yeah. So if, and then now people are wearing headdresses or burning sage in ceremonies and uh, they're doing that without. Yeah, just without thinking about the context, as I said. Yeah, and, the histor- you got to understand, right, it's, it's historical not, and it's violent. Right, and it's alive now. Like, genocide. Like, when we're talking about that, we're talking about genocide yeah. and slavery and terrorism by right. white people, yeah. the indigenous people, and yeah. the black people in this country. So so when people are like, well, yeah. it wasn't me. It's not, I don't believe it. I'm, right. not, I'm not there. I'm not. It's really like, that's not the point. Mm-mm. Okay, let's go back to it's not about you. Right. Um, but at the same time, like, I think... Uh, Oh, I think that it's really something that we have to understand that, like, you have to remember historically violent. Yes. Right? And I I actually just did a talk at um, a childcare. Yeah, and current. There's current violence. (laughs) I mean, there's the school-to-prison pipeline. There's all kinds of things that we can put out as, like, statistical evidence. It's not just an opinion. Like, there's violence against people happening to this day. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, we had a comment from Amy. Hey, Amy, who was saying important conversation to have appreciation versus appropriation, mm-hmm. especially in the Pacific Northwest. It's it's everywhere, girl. Yeah. Um, but we, we uh, it, it's yes. Thank you for that. Um, so it's the um, what was I just saying? Mm. <laughs> I'm like I, uh, oh my gosh! Like I literally just was like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see, cultural appropriation. Well, we could just keep going there. I'll, I'll come yeah. back. So, um, so oh, okay. I was ha- I was seeing. I went to a daycare, and um, we we're talking about the violent history. Mm-hmm. And um, I do diversity talks, like conversations. You know, two, three hours, yeah. four hours long. These conversations are, t- are typically need to be days long. Mm-hmm. Um, you can totally. Tr- uh, there's people all in this community. A few really good folks that I would consider to do uh, a diversity trainings that are eight to 10 to two hours long or 12 um, and sometimes four or five days, you know, six sessions, those type of things by Johnny Lake. There's a lot of folks. I do smaller ones. Um, I just did one for two hours um, and there was a lot that we talked about and it was really good, but I was like, oh my God, this is like not a two hour conversation. Like right. this could be forever. Um, and so we were able to, to crush it down into two hours mm-hmm. and it was really fun. Um, and so I do, when I was doing that particular talk, I brought up in that talk that, um, 
you know the convert the talk that they talk about like we have the talk yeah. at home where black folks have the oh, talk right, that you part, know yeah. and then white folks don't have that same right. talk right the talk meaning that we talk about at kids at a very young age about the violence that they will ensue when they when they enter society mm-hmm. um, as a black skinned person yeah. it, you don't have to be dark you don't have to be uh, with nappy hair mm-hmm. you don't have to be anything you just have to be recognized as black mm-hmm. and um, we start having that conversation with our boys and girls at as young as four mm-hmm. you know and so and it's not because we're ensuing racism we are protecting our children right. from society so if you talk about the historical violence um and just so that you guys understand, most kids who live in a, a, a scenario like we do in the Pacific Northwest hear the N-word by second grade. Mm-hmm. They're called that by second grade. So, um, And that's not the first time. It's, it can be as early as kindergarten on a regular statistical basis. Mm-hmm. So when we're having those conversations when they're four, it's so that, that they can have a sense of... Um, of community, that they are, they are backed up by their family, that the, they this is not an experience that is on their own, that we have experienced it ourselves, mm-hmm. um, that we know exactly what to do when it happens. We, they they understand and they are prepared um, because it will happen before they turn seven. Right. So just get that in your mind, that that talk is happening at home for every black family um, in the Pacific Northwest and across the country because it just changes context. You talk about the police right. or you talk about school and yeah. you talk about the teachers. We talk about how we have to behave and how you need to, what you need to do in case you're in this scenario because it's going to come up and your mm-hmm. life can be threatened. Yeah. This is a talk we have every full black family who's identifying as black in this country is having that talk. Mm-hmm. I will put that out there <laughs> to tell me that you're not. And if you're not, <laughs> you're probably bypassing and ignoring some real safety issues that your kids are going through. Mm. So anyway, um, to say that, we had this conversation. And for for people to grow up, understand, again, I have to say over and over again, historically violent. Mm-hmm. Historically mm-hmm. violent. We are having to teach our kids in 2020 that historical violence is at our doorstep. Right. So that means, even if it wasn't you, We are living in a structural context Mm -hmm. that keeps that historical violence in place. Right. We we have warning signs. We see it when we go out. We're like, oh, we know where that is. We know that KK building. Mm -hmm. We I remember when back in the day when that was happening over there, Mm -hmm. when that person was hung over there. That's not that's within my lifetime. Right. You know, and I'm early forty. Like right. So, I just want. When we talk about white folks and we're talking about that conversation yeah. where people are like, well, what am I supposed to do? It's not about me. Mm. It's a historical context. Yeah, right. It doesn't You're representing yeah. something. Right. You, whether you want to or not. So that means you have to actively, actively work against it. Yes. Because yes. the building that you and I walk into, the bank... You know, the, the the real estate, the loans, the school, we go to college together. We're not getting the same. The, the playing field is not no. the same. Yeah. So you were talking about obstacles. Like, yeah, I can't, we were talking about that earlier. Can you remember the context in which we were? Um, I think so. I think, like, what's important to recognize, I feel as well, and thank you for everything you just yeah. said. I think that's really important. Just trying to figure um, it out there now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's also the, I mean, you touched on this, but structural oppression and the unequal power dynamics that exist in our day-to-day existence mm-hmm. as people in the USA. So, like... Um, so I want I, I don't want to cut you off, yeah, but at yeah. the same time, I, because you're so 
uh, heightenedness. And I and I give you all props like I did before, but you're so evolved in the idea of putting yourself in a position where like, okay, this is not my place. Right. That, try to. I would love for you to see if you could break it down yeah. for people who are like living their life and they're super happy. Mm-hmm. And they've like I said, they've dated black folks and they're, they're, <laughs> they're and, and they just it's not. I don't see it. Right. Like, where are some examples that are like every day that you walk? Like, you were telling me about something. You're like looking and you're going, oh, like you like barely can take watching it because mm. it's just like so. Yeah. What was? That I mean, even we if it about? is the dancing when we were talking about dancing on stage or whether or not um, it's just seeing you know uh, white folks being defensive about conversations mm-hmm. or um, or just belittling black experience that you've heard these conversations around. Right. I think that I don't know. That, I don't know. Y'all, I don't know that white folks understand what's coming out of their mouth and what it sounds like. I don't think so. I Like, I can't speak for them, but, I, yeah, when I'm hearing it, I often think, like, I, I'm not sure that they're aware how this sounds to, to me. How can you be more aware? How can they be more aware? Like, I can tell I mean, you as a black woman what you would do, but as a white woman, you understand the blinders. Right, and I want to say, too, like, I have my own blind spots and I always will, I'm guessing, like no matter how much work I do because of being white. So there are these racial dynamics that make it so I've been taught not to see these things. So it's really frustrating for me. I have that question myself, too, where I'm like, I really welcome any type of uh, input from people around me if I am doing something that's coming across as racist. Because I think that's the place to start, honestly. I mean, Aside from educating yourself, and there are lots of amazing books and resources out there, but um, yeah, just being open when that may be brought to you and having humility around it. Right. I think humility is maybe the biggest one, or just a desire to be in integrity and to try and have awareness around it. I think it's really hard when people, it's kind of like, can you tell the fish of the water? Like, right. one That's of exactly those things. What it is, yeah. Because we're not taught to think about ourselves in racial terms. Not at all. That's a big one, I think, is because, like, even having somebody point out that a person is white makes them already feel defensive. Right. Because if we're thinking about race, we're thinking about black people. Honestly, yeah. If I'm honest, like, yeah. You don't have to think about race as a white person until, like, if someone says something about race, you automatically are thinking somebody that's not white. Yes. But immediately. we also are part of this whole system. Right. Like, whiteness only exists because blackness exists. Like, that's right. how it was created on purpose. Like, And what's really back, funny, but... as black folks, we do the same thing because mm-hmm. we're conditioned to white supremacy. Right. we all are. With, with that idea of, like, when they say something and they don't say you know, we know it's like right. they don't say the race when they're describing right. whiteness is the default. Right. So we know. So when they don't say the race, we're like, oh, please don't be black. Please don't right. be black. You know what I mean? I like, right. It's like, it's like, okay. OK, I know. I know. It's just like, please don't say as a black man. Please don't right. say because it's like we're just waiting, you know, right. and as soon as they say it, because they have it's a default. It's like a mm-hmm. default. If it's not mentioned, then they're white. Exactly. Right. And so and everything and else that's is everywhere. other. That's in literature. That's in movies. That's in the media. It's just everywhere we're saturated with it from birth yes so from if, birth. yes that's the piece that i think people just miss completely mm-hmm. white people unless they're actively searching for right that, right internally and externally yes and yeah when we have these conversations it's like they don't like those big pieces those are just huge puzzle pieces that are missing if, yeah. if you're not able to see that then it's really hard to to pinpoint other racist beliefs that are, right. are operating within our whole system. Like, exactly. And there's an inherent racial racial bias that I 
am aware is going to pop up internally because mm -hmm. that's just the way it is. And I think there's a, a big problem with white people equating racism with being a bad person because like yes oh my god that's why people are so scared to talk about it because yes. like and i i will say personally that was an issue for me for a long time right a long time where right. i knew that shit was fu <laughs> <laughs> you're fine, you're fine. i knew that things were not right <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> like structurally and systemically in this uh country that we live in mm -hmm. and i didn't i didn't know how to address it without addressing that part of feeling like if I'm doing, if I'm like unconsciously thinking these things and I notice them, that means I'm a bad person. Right. And I don't think that that is true anymore. Like, I really think that you can be a good person at heart and still notice these things that you didn't, we didn't agree to learn these things either. Right. It's not like you're walking around with KKK no. and you're, you're, you are tying up black not folks and all. you're not, and that, and most Human, decent human beings would understand why that's a bad right. thing. You know right. what I mean? Most decent human beings. Um, right. There's Fingers plenty of human crossed. beings that that totally don't understand why mm -hmm. that's a problem mm -hmm. either. You know, there is Black Lives Matters for a reason, right? right? They, and there's white folks going, but you but know, but wait, but yeah. <laughs> so, um, so that's a thing too. But at the same time, like what with exactly with what you're saying, when white folks, ha you have that opportunity to to just look. It doesn't mean. Everyone here in this country who has a power dynamic who who, who is benefiting from the structure mm -hmm. is racist, right? It's, it, and it's not mal you're not necessarily malice, but you got to understand that people of color, all the people of color mm -hmm. and black folks, know that, right? So we're trying to decide what type of racist are you. Right. You know what I mean? And how like, racist do you know that you are? How I mean, racist guessing. are you? <laughs> how racist are about. you? <laughs> yeah, and how, and do you know? Uh, and are you malice or mm -hmm. are you are you violent? Are you dangerous? Right. You know, and people who who pass for whatever biracial culture that they are in and they can pass for one or the other, mm -hmm. they know the other side of the conversation. Right. I feel like cuz I grew up here, I know white folks better than they will ever know me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and we're the dominant culture. You're, well, so I'm inundated. You, so yeah, so black people <laughs> yes. and people of color are forced to learn that this culture, the white culture, so that you can survive. Right. What, the way I see it. Yes. I don't know, correct me it's, if I'm that's wrong. That's exactly but, right. Yeah. You know I'll correct you if you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, but you know what I'm saying. Like it's, right. it's the truth. It's like that. That is what. That's the reality. So right. if someone tells you, "Hey, dude, that was out of line," mm -hmm. and you're being racist, right? Please understand that we have a perspective that is showing you right. in that moment. Right. Stop. It's kind of like that. Stop, drop, and roll. Yeah. It's like, stop, you know, drop what you're take doing and listen. Like, yes. Take a breath and listen yes. for a moment. Right. And the truth of it is the, vi the violent contextual past is so important mm -hmm. because when someone comes across enough to be like, hey, this is not okay. Mm -hmm. Like this is, this is a, a, a breach of our of our agreement of right. like I'll be quiet and right. you'll be to quiet. Not talk about it. Yes. yes. Right. And that takes so much courage. And it's not anger. You don't know how people are going to react. Right. It's not necessarily angry. No, it's not. But right? it's perceived as that because yes. it makes white people feel unsafe yes. to have these discussions when you're not physically unsafe. You're not physically unsafe. No. You're not. You're not anything unsafe. Right. Matter of fact, the cops could be called right. and you're still not going to go right. to jail. It'll be me. Right. So don't worry. Right. right? You know what I mean? Yes. Like, let's just be real. Yeah. So that's the whole truth about it. Like, you can't ignore those things mm -hmm. that are, are are historically truths. Right. They're, they're becoming facts. Right. They are factual in my life. Right. You know what I mean? Those right. things are not negotiable. Yes. Like, I can't negotiate them. The whole point is because 
okay, yeah, that's what we've been seeing since the last episode we did is people trying to negotiate these statistical facts that we're bringing up right. that are not up for discussion. Yeah. Like, they're literally, if you're trying to prove that facts are wrong, why are you doing that? Yeah, like, wh- ask yourself. That's a chance to just look internally and just stop everything. Right, right. That's I, how I feel. I know. <laughs> and, I, well, and I think about white folks who are so used to just doing what they do. Like, I think about Native American folks here in, mm. in Eugene quite a bit because we're living like on native land yes. and like people some people understand it some people don't mm-hmm. we've used some of the names we don't pronounce them mm-hmm. the way they should be we renamed Spencer Butte and, and Skinner's Butte mm-hmm. after two raging racists right. and they have Native American names to them like I um, and so it's just it becomes one of those things where it's like we just normalize it mm-hmm. I'm a part of that too yeah. the issue about it when they talk about like black folks being racist in that way I don't have any power mm-hmm. and so racism right. cannot be you cannot be racist without the dynamic right. of power that's the unequal power dynamic that we're talking about with the cultural appropriation as exactly well. yeah. that goes with the cultural appropriation right. as well like right. if you are able um, that's another key to appropriating like do mm-hmm. you have more power right. are you like quote unquote saving the other um, mm-hmm. the other culture for or are you helping it be seen? Or are you all of those things are all power dynamics and not yours to do? Right. Um, and why are they not being seen? I know we talked about this on our last episode, but like, why are there all white people representing African dance here? Like, think about those deeper or salsa. questions. Yeah, right. yeah. Or or uh, you know, the rumba you or like swing. Yeah, yeah, you know, swing dancing wasn't white either. Right. So it's like, I mean, <laughs> you know, let's just be real. It wasn't white. Uh-uh. Um, and I can't. I haven't seen black swing dancers in like a minute. Mm. You know what I mean? And so. Um, um, but it's it yes you yeah. know to all of that like yeah. yes to all, of course the train comes right now <laughs> we have a train um, so uh, I you know I, I think that at this point like the, these conversations can go and go and we mm-hmm. started ten minutes later so we're okay. going ten minutes over nice. um, yeah so um, I think it's really it's really important that people also understand that like um, these conversations that black folks are willing to have there was a someone one of someone that watches me, um, she suggested an article to that that I read to, to oh, have a podcast on okay. it. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And the podcast, and I we will have this podcast, but we will not do it the way the article did. Because I was, <laughs> I read that article and I was like, mm, Which one? Missed an opportunity. Oh, um, it was a, it's a, um, talk to white women about what they've learned about having friendships with black women. Mm-hmm. Right? So I was like, yeah, we could definitely do that. So then I read the article and I was like, wah, wah. Right? <laughs> it was like so whack. Um, and then I, th- the reason it was so whack was because, like, the the friendships that they decided to to highlight, highlight were so not like they weren't actually like mm. real true friends. Like I could tell as a black woman, I'm like that black Shit. black person is not actually oh, no. is not was actually. This a white woman writing it. I don't know. I think she may have been black, and she actually did say that it it was very hard. She said it very hard under what we would consider true friendship to mm-hmm. find people who had that. She said it was right. very hard. So I think that out of this 10 examples that they she, that she used, maybe two or three of them actually, to me, as a black woman reading them, go, oh, they're actually friends. Right, authentic. Authentic. Okay. And what it was, and people are always, well, I have black friends, I have native friends. I have. If they have not talked to you, if you guys have not had ugly mm. conversations, gr- ugly cry, yeah. deep, or just deep, really painful, deep conversations about race dynamics... You you don't have a black friend. You know mm-hmm. black people. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to tell you that that's across the right. da- that's across the board. I'm telling you, yeah. if black folks have not told you about their reality, and they feel 
like like you can and you can sit down and have that conversation with them in your own reality mm-hmm. and you guys can and hash that out right every time it comes up yeah trust me <laughs> You don't have black friends. Yeah, the layers are not. You yeah, have, be. you know some black people <laughs> right, who right. might hang out with you and associate with you right. and think that you're really cool. Yeah. A friend friend to the, to the deep friend? Mm. No, you don't have them. Because that is our reality in right. this United States. And if you right. can't see it and you can't appreciate it mm-hmm. and you can't, and you are constantly trying to, to, to qualify it. Right. How can you ever really know me? Right. And you, go for it. Yes. (laughs) Go for it. That just reminded me of something about, um, ooh, I lost it. Okay, so I'll keep yeah, talking. Keep going. Okay. I'll keep back to it. So um, I think about the native folks here, like country fair. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. um, I like people walking by, and they're like everyone, like like at one group one year there was like you know women dressed in samba, yeah. and there's a, they're all white. Mm. Uh, there's another group of you know capoeira mm. going on, mm. and then you've got like you got the drum circle, which is like a <laughs> absolute disaster, um, and then you've got like you know pe- all the vendors are selling native stuff, and there's right. native the Willamette Valley native painting all over it that's all inter-tribal that's all mixed together mm-hmm. and it's not like confederate because they didn't do it so it's like right. a bunch of folks um, and so I'm looking and, I, and it's always people who are like they want to make sure it stays alive yeah. so that type of racism is it's like that intention is a good intention yeah. if the impact is so horrible mm-hmm. and devastating right. and that's where the sad part in Pacific Northwest folks is that they that they won't stop themselves because they just are like this is what we do right we are, how else will it be seen it's like they've got right. this martyrdom about it where it's like if someone else doesn't do it who will right. i will sacrifice me. myself yeah. to do it i will do this and it's like <laughs> hold on i i just know that there's a native artist right. you know what i mean <laughs> there's gotta be there's gotta be at least one native artist who we can pull up and we can support and we can pay right. you know what i mean right and we don't have to do this fair until it's right mm-hmm. like you don't have to do it Mm-mm. until it's right it's like that yeah. that urge of like i want it the way i want it right i want it right now right. i want it the, this way right. it's again still a power yeah. play and we've been doing it this way forever so we're just gonna keep doing it right like and well we need we to have some now. money from it because how else will it continue right. boom right there boom. you just crossed appreciation mm-hmm. into appropriation right. um and so it's just like that intention that we have as good liberals yeah. and it just it's just not the impact is devastating right and this this Willamette Valley, this Pacific Northwest is just a blaring example of the devastation, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I don't want... Someone who DM... Did you think of your thought? No, I'm like trying, but I'm okay. listening to what you're saying. Okay. I know. <laughs> so the, one of the DMs that you got was like, you know, playing the victim role. Yeah, mm. right. I want to address that. Yes, please. Because um, I don't think that... I, I want people to understand, like, I get to say what I want to say and I get... Black folks can say what they want to say yeah. um, and not be victims. Right. Like, we can say that this is not right. Yes. We can say that this is annoying. We can say that this is a something that we carry on our backs all the time right. because when we go to work, we can't say it right. because like inclusion isn't real. So uh-huh. I can't actually be as black as I want to. I yeah. have to lower my voice and I have to wear my hair mm-hmm. braided mm-hmm. in a... In a a fashionable way that is acceptable to the person that I work with. Professional way, which means it can't have color. It can't right. be, you know, Bantu knots. Anything that's like, you know, anything that's culturally my own, mm-hmm. um, I have to do it in a way that's acceptable. Yep. So I'm not being black. We're code switching constantly. Right. right? So when I come to a space like my show mm-hmm. and I get to say what I want, if you see what I'm saying as a victim, 
it's interesting because I'm your, yeah. I'm the leader at the, I'm the person in the front of the of right. your job. Like I'm a leader in my position. Yeah. Like I am. People are. I'm. We're. We are. Black folks are are uh, bankers. We own banks. We mm-hmm. own. We we're curing cancer. We're. Right. You know, this is not a victim status that you're right. hearing. And you know? yeah, there. I a, never have heard you claim that or even allude to that. No, like, that's I because I'm not what a I vi- get from this no, at all. But so that, that's what concerned me about that comment. But, but what is that? Why yeah. would that person? Why would he see? Me, me as a black woman or any black people speaking right. their truth as a victim. Right. Like, that's the whole right. idea. By of like pointing out injustice, does that make you a victim? Of that it? is like, what it is. That's, that's the what they're saying. Oh, you're speaking up. Oh, you're speaking up against. So, what so, you, so if you weren't a victim, you'd just be silently just fucking marching. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you'd be silently <laughs> yes. marching along. Marching along. Yes. That's exactly Ooh, what you'd be doing. Yeah. 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 And that's what they prefer. Right. That's what they prefer. maintains the status quo. Right. Yeah. So... Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so that's what they prefer. So, um, so unfortunately, mm. uh, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Um, and it's not going to be comfortable for everyone. And I think right. that the better yet that you are comfortable, I mean, I'm sorry, the better yet that you are uncomfortable, the better it is for you. You are actually learning exactly. in that space. You have to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. to learn. And that's what I want to like direct. I mean, that's how I try to direct my own education is like, right. if I'm uncomfortable, that's a good thing. That's yeah. not a bad thing. Like, yeah. We're taught to avoid that in this society, I, but it's not. Yeah. I think about like all the cultures that I've lived in all my life. Yeah. Like I've lived, you know, in Central America. I've lived in um, Hawaii. I've lived, um, I've, you know, scuba dived. So I've not lived, but I've visited and stayed uh, time, you know, uh, through all the Central American countries, Fiji, Puerto Rico, which is American, mm-hmm. but. Um, and I think about like whether or not like if I had ever with my privilege that I have somehow seeped into my skin by living in the United yeah. States. Like, I mean, I'm sorry, living in the Pacific Northwest because I'm a different type of black person than, than the black folks across the country where yeah. I feel like I have more voice than a lot of black black folks like we don't do that and right. i'm like you can if you want and they're like no don't do that like that's super white of you you know what i mean and i'm like is it and they're like yeah your white is coming right on out you know and i'm like i didn't know so like it's because i'm up here in the pacific northwest yeah, so i yeah so i wonder if um when i lived in hawaii or if i lived in, in costa rica the 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 reason i wonder how they I think because I'm black, I'm viewed differently, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember having white friends in Costa Rica and be like, oh, we can't go there because we got Blondie with us right. and this is going to cause all kinds of issues. Right. So, like, let's not do that. And they'd be like, yeah, you're right. We shouldn't go. You mm-hmm. know, it, they would know. Um, but uh, the the level of appreciation for cultures, you know, uh, we learned hula, you know. Right. Um, I never came home and tried to teach it. Mm-hmm. Like, I never took money for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I never said I'm a, a hula master. No. You know, um, I've never, you know, and who and people in Hawaii loved for us to do it. They right. would, you know, they loved for us to participate. Right. We weren't traditional, yeah. So they would not put us on a stage. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? So it's like, it, and they also hold their culture very tight, and yeah. and um and rightfully so. Right, it's directly connected. Yeah, to you know, spirituality. Ex- exactly. Yeah. I mean, and most are. Right. But um, so uh, so anyway, it, it's one of those ideas of like. The ownership. Mm-hmm. Check your ownership of things. Right. I don't know how else to say it. I don't either. Yeah, I think that's really on point. Did you ever, <laughs> ca- did you ever catch a thought? No. Ah, I like, really, we'll have to save it for part three. 
Yeah, I think yeah. that's totally it right there. Yeah. So like, why do you need to take anything from it or identify with it? Yeah. To enjoy it. To enjoy it. Yeah. You know? And if you love it, like why wouldn't you want to just allow it to be what it is, right? And art an artist, why can't why can't we be artists? <laughs> why can't you create? Right. Like create, right. not take something else right. and, and smooch off, mm. like, but actually create. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like an artist's mind is like, oh, we're, we're inundated. It's all over. We're being inspired. Yep. So then you spit out someone else's culture or something that's culture-esque and you go, it's not that culture. Mm. But you're like, it looks just like right. it because you use different colors <laughs> right. or because you put a turtle on top of the air. Like, what? Oh my God. It's yeah. the same thing and you know it. So I want yep. to implore an artist, dancers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, everyone, poets. Stay in your lane yeah. and create. Yeah. Like, we would love to hear what you have to say. Right. Like, honestly, like, what you actually can create out of your experiences, right. not of what you saw and what moved you yeah. from their experiences. Yes. You know? And one thing I've been thinking about a lot is my own racial heritage and my own ancestry and, like, connecting with the art and the culture of my ancestors. Of Italy? Yeah. Do you want to go visit? Because I, I will go I with you. I definitely do. I'm broke as a I know, joke. right? <laughs> Me too. It's a fantasy. But (laughs) at some point, yes, I definitely want to go there. And like, yeah, yeah, that part I just think is important for me as a white person because I am so inspired by so many cultures and it would be really great for me to know my own. Yeah. Because I think that's something when white people became white, we lost that. We don't don't have a culture besides this weird dominant culture that we have here. Yeah, that you created. Like as far as like indigenous, like art and dance and because food. truthfully your culture here as a, in the United States is a, a culture of oppression a, and if you want a, culture, a colonizing yeah. culture right. to, yeah so if you really want to know who you are you have to go pretty far back at yeah. this point that's yeah. how I feel anyway yeah so there's I, a whole that's course that's kind of a new thought process but, but there's a whole like, course at the I university that? Yeah. Yeah, no but there's For a whole myself. course at the mm, University of Oregon okay. that says how, how and when white became white right Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've learned historically about all of that, but it's more like for me, it's like about my roots, personal roots yeah. and like, how can I be inspired by those things right. as well? And, right. And maybe that can come through in my art in a more authentic way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. That's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> more to think okay. about. <laughs> more to think about. Um, okay. And that would be, oh, think how rich that would be. Yeah. Like we could actually learn Scottish stuff right? and we could learn like Irish, Irish I stuff. Like, I'm a, I have a lot of Irish in my, in my bloodline. And I don't know anything about Ireland. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the pixies and like the fairies and stuff. I mean, the pixies were a whole nother tribe of their own. See, I don't know yeah, the right. Pit, I think they're called the pigs. I'm over yeah. here just trying to live. I don't know, I know anything about that. I know. Like, I, <laughs> I know, like, there's a lot more to learn. That's all. I feel exactly. Like. There's, there's so, so much. much. The whole yeah. world. We don't yeah. have to take from each other like this, right? right? Um, okay, you guys, that is our hour. How about that? It just goes right flying by. Yeah. We will definitely have more. If you guys have more to say and want to and have um, more conversations, please, because that's how yeah, it brought up. Out. Yeah, it brought, it's how it brought up part two, because mm-hmm. we, there was so much more to say. Yeah. And we will do it again. And, yeah. um, and we'll be happy to do it again. 